Amen. Going to move right on into the preaching uh, this morning. If you have your Bibles with you, open them up to First Kings, uh, chapter number eighteen, verse number forty-one. Amen. It's good to see everybody here camp meeting. Always looking forward to seeing all of our friends, all of our, all of our pastor friends, all of our evangelist friends, all of our missionary friends. Amen. Just always a wonderful time at camp meeting. And God then ministering to each and every one of us. We didn't come here just to see one another, though we enjoy that. We came here knowing that God was going to begin to express his desires uh, for his ministry. Amen. As as we were traveling, and, and of course, you know, I don't know, I rehearse my message sometimes with my wife and my daughter. They already know what I'm going to preach. I done preached it once. Amen. On the way down here. Hallelujah. And uh, she says, you know, it sounds like you're going to be preaching to the ministers. I said, yeah, it sounds like it, doesn't it? Amen. That's me. Amen. I found out a long time ago, Brother Gans, that when I start preaching, number one is me. I'm preaching to me. Amen. I, I was told a long time ago by a, a, a godly man that says you're never going to preach anything new. You're never going to find anything somebody ain't already found. Amen. So whatever God lays on your heart, you just preach it and let the Holy Ghost have his way. Amen. So that's what I'm going to try to do here uh, this morning in uh, 1 Kings chapter 18, verse number 41. Stand with us if you would. Just going to read one verse here. And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is an, a sound of abundance of rain. Amen. You can be seated. Again, this morning, forgive me if I say this evening, uh, this afternoon, uh, a lot of times when I'm preaching, it always verges from morning to afternoon anyway. Amen. Hallelujah. So I'm used to that. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, I always I always dismiss church on Sunday morning at 1230. Yeah, you caught that, buddy. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. But I want to share with us this morning something God has been dealing in my heart about, talking to my heart about, and I, I, I trust and I know that it's, it's going to help us this morning as uh, it's evident we are in an endeavor to work for Jesus Christ. We are in an endeavor to win souls, uh, to reach out to the lost. Uh, I appreciate Brother Clyde, his ministry, what he shared with us this morning. Uh, I, I, the church I pastor, I pioneered it there in Chelsea seven years ago. Uh, it's a small community. We, we do have several outreaches going out of it, uh, but the, the growth rate is very small. The population is very small. The area is backslid, if I can put it like that. Amen. It, it once had a move of God. It, it once had the power of God uh, uh, moving in the midst of that community and influencing that community but it's all gone now. Amen. And so we're there now. God put us there now uh, and, and working among uh, what we're working among. Uh, you know the backslidden. Those that once had the truth and have forsaken it. Uh, and then young people that don't know anything 
about the truth of God. Hallelujah. And so we can kind of relate a little bit to Brother Clyde and the, and the work of God and the hand of God. But what I want to share this morning as we read about Elijah and what's going on here in his life and the, God, and the work God's doing in Elijah's life and through Elijah as we find here, and, and this is kind of a climax of one of the great moments of Elijah uh, when he's on Mount Carmel and there he's praying and he's asking God now to send the rain again. Hallelujah. It had been dry now for three years. He prayed down by the leading of the Lord, told the king there's going to be a famine. It's not going to rain. There's not even going to be any dew. And that lasted about three years and we've come to the climax now where Elijah is coming and he has performed a mighty work for God, a miraculous work for God. And he's on the mountain here and now he's praying and he tells his servant to go tell the king to go ahead eat and drink. There's a sound of an abundance of rain. Amen. That means there wasn't no, no rain in sight. There wasn't anything that looked like rain. It just looked like it was still hopeless. Still looked like it was still a famine. Still looked like that it was going to be a hard time for people to get by. I mean, but, but that Elijah knew what God wanted to do. Hallelujah. And there's probably not a minister sitting in here this morning that doesn't have this inkling inside, this unction inside, and this feeling inside that, you know, God is just wanting to do something. Hallelujah. And it's that, 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 that faith of God, that spirit of God, uh, and that reality that there is a desperate need for God to do something. Hallelujah. And so Elijah let that servant know uh, there is the sound of an abundance rain, of abundant rain. And of course, you know, I'm ministering here to most of you. You know, uh, as well as I do, rain, uh, that, that symbol, that type of the Holy Ghost, uh, that outpouring of God. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, the, the title of this camp meaning I will pour out my spirit uh, upon all flesh. Hallelujah. And, and I want to preach this morning. Uh, and this is one of our lines we always say, Brother Gans, just for a little while. Amen. Hallelujah. Just for a little while, that's the ease, the conscience of those that think it's going to go long, and it's the tickle of the funny bone of those that know better. Hallelujah. Woo, hallelujah. But I want to preach a little while on prerequisites of the rain. Prerequisites of the rain. Something that's going to have to transpire in my life, in your life, in anybody's life. Hallelujah. If we're going to see the miraculous of God manifest. Hallelujah. If we're going to see the power of God the way God wants it to move. Hallelujah. Not the way I want it to move. Not the way you want it to move. But the way God Almighty wants to move among His church. There are some prerequisites Oh, hallelujah, that if you and I can lay a hold of, if you and I can begin to perceive that God is wanting to do something, there is a sound of an abundance of rain. We're seeing the showers of blessings fall everywhere. I mean, you know, oh my, we, we've seen it in our churches, in our revivals. I mean, the Spirit of God moving, touching lives, and moving in hearts. Oh, but they, sometimes they don't last a long time. Oh, sometimes it's 
not they didn't get touched by God. It's not they didn't get redeemed by God. It's not they didn't get filled with the Holy Ghost of God. But when it came time to live for God, hallelujah, and surrender that life to God, they had second thoughts about it. Oh, but the thing is, God's still dealing with them, still working with them, just like the brother preached to us this morning. Hey, when you're pastoring, you're going to have to work with them until they're all gone or the rapture takes place. Hallelujah. I mean, it's not a one-time experience. I wish it was, Brother Gans. I wish we could get them saved full of the Holy Ghost. Never have to do anything with them again. But it doesn't work that way, does it, pastors? Hallelujah. No, you are continually working, moving, living, reaching, frustrated. Anybody ever been frustrated in here? Woo! Did you repent? <laughs> Glory to God. Well, I did. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, because I, I realize frustration is not anointing. Oh, it makes you preach harder, but it's not anointing. Hallelujah. Oh, frustration is when you're frustrated and you want to tell everybody about it. Hallelujah. I preach that way a time or two. I hope I got anointed, but I don't think I did. Hallelujah. Oh, oh, but it's easy to get that way. But I'm preaching about the prerequisites of the rain this morning. Woo, hallelujah. Oh, the prerequisite, something that's got to come beforehand. Hallelujah. Woo, glory to God. And as you look at Elijah's life, I believe that you start seeing prerequisites of what God wanted to do in this man's life and through this man. And I want to emphasize through this man. Amen. Because God is almighty, but He never moves without a vessel. Woo! He is almighty, but He never moves without a vessel. Hallelujah. To reveal His truth, He needs a vessel. To reach to a soul, He needs a vessel. Hallelujah. Woo! Praise to, to perform a miracle... He needs a vessel. Hallelujah. And so I see in this story of Elijah, I see God taking a man and beginning to work in this man to meet the prerequisites, hallelujah, of what God wants to do in Israel. Elijah comes on the pages of the Bible from nowhere. If you will, this morning to this pastor, it means that God had him somewhere on the back burner getting him all ready for this time. Hallelujah. For this moment. Hallelujah. For what God wanted to do. Because if God's going to do anything, He's got to have a man, Brother Clayton. Hallelujah. And not just any man will do. I'm sorry. But it's got to be a man that's after God's own heart. It's got to be a man that knows how to repent. It's got to be a man that is clothed with humility. Hallelujah. Oh, that can be told you done wrong. Woo! And you need to go make it right. Woo! Hallelujah. Humility, I believe, is a prerequisite to the reign of God. The power of God. Oh, not just God moving among men. I'm talking about the power 
power of God. Oh, you know, rend the heavens, shake the mountains. I'm talking about God moving in the miraculous way. Oh, there's got to be a man that is ready to look at his own life, ready to survey his own life, ready to humble his own life. Hallelujah. Oh, praise be to God that his life becomes nothing, that God's can become everything. Hallelujah. Oh, being led by that Spirit of God. And God will begin to take us down that road of humility. It's amazing how God works. <laughs> Woo! I mean, He can have circumstances that begin to arise and you're wondering why in the world has all this happened? And when it's all said and done and over with, you see exactly what God did. Oh, He didn't plan that circumstance just for you, but He did allow it to happen for you. Ooh, hallelujah. Oh, that He might bring humility, hallelujah, into that life. Look at this man of God. I mean, He, he tells Ahab, oh, there's not going to be any rain. And then God tells him to go by the brook there. And there I prepared ravens to feed you and you can drink from the brook. I mean, God's bringing this man of God down to a low place here. Hallelujah. I mean, He's not flying high here brothers oh no he, he's, he's here now has no one to preach to nowhere to go can't show his face anywhere everybody thinks he's the problem Woo! hallelujah you ever been there brothers hallelujah oh everybody thinks he's the problem oh why because he's a man of God and he spoke God's word and he spoke God's decree and it didn't go along with what they wanted done and so he became the problem and so now he's here he's at a low point he doesn't understand why does it gotta be this way He's not feeding himself. God's feeding him. The ravens come. The brook's there to drink. Seems like, well, it's not so bad. Don't have to deal with nobody. Woo! Brothers, I've been there. Oh, I've been there. Oh, Lord, I'll just evangelize. Oh, Lord, I'll just help out in different churches. Hallelujah. Don't want a pastor again. Woo! I just kind of like going from this church to this church and just moving with the Spirit of God and letting the Spirit of God help me bless them. Hallelujah. This is not too bad. Hallelujah. So here's a light. This is not too bad. I get my morning meal, my afternoon meal. The ravens are bringing it. They're beautiful creatures, you know. Hallelujah. This ain't too bad. I mean, man, this water out of the brook, this is some of the best water I've ever drank. And so he, he's pretty complacent right here. He's pretty indifferent right here. He, he's got about everything really his own heart could desire. Hallelujah. I mean, everything's being met, every need. But God's working a work in Elijah because he's got a work he wants Elijah to do. And so he's bringing him to this place. But now all of a sudden, the brook dries up. Probably every preacher in here has preached on that. The brook has dried up. The provision has ceased. Now God says, I want you to go. Now catch this. And I may have got this wrong, but I don't, I don't think I did. 
I want you to go to the land of Jezebel. And I prepared a widow there for you in the land of Jezebel. That's where she was from. Oh yeah, when Ahab married her, she was from Zidon. And if I remember correctly, that's where God sent him. And there in that city was that widow with that son. In the midst of all that evil, God had won. Woo! Hallelujah! Oh, praise God! I've got a little city to contend with. Hallelujah! Oh, but I'm pretty positive in the midst of that city, God's got one. Hallelujah! I know He's got one. We've got more than that already. Hallelujah! But I know there's probably one more. Praise God! Even though there's false doctrine, false teaching, oh, God of heaven, there's complacency and indifference and there's bickering and strife. Woo! Hallelujah! God's still got one. Hallelujah. That he can move on and move in and draw and use. Praise be to God. And so we see then God is building humility. He dries up this brook. He's testing Elijah's obedience. I don't know about you, but a lot of times after you've been obedient for a while, you think you're obedient. Come on now. Uh, you know, maybe it's just me. I don't know. But uh, after you've been obedient for a while, you get to thinking, man, I, I've been obedient. Uh, and you get to think, you know, well, I've been so obedient. You know, God, you, you really ought to. You really ought to. Woo! Because of my obedience, you really ought to. And please don't misunderstand me. God blesses the obedient. Uh, but when it, when it gets to my head, hallelujah, and it gets down to my own thoughts, hallelujah, oh, uh, then, then I've got problems about uh, being obedient. Uh, and so, uh, even in the midst of obedience, sometimes uh, we can get uh, a little bit big headed. Uh, we can get a little bit more uh, confident in ourselves, uh, a little more confident in our abilities, a uh, little more confident in the pattern uh, and the way we do something. And a lot of times God's wanting to do something great, but He can't get us broke loose of our pattern, of what we think ought to be done, of how we think it ought to be done. Oh, but God is wanting to send a move of His Holy Ghost. I've heard it and I've heard it and I've heard it. I even believe it. But God's got some prerequisites before it will ever happen, brothers. He's got some things that He's got to work. Hallelujah. Because when He does it, He wants people that are ready for it. He wants people that will move with Him. I don't know. I, I, I guess in, in my ministry and in my pastoring, I guess maybe one of the most frustrating things for the chambers is when God begins to move, nobody moves with Him. And then, People begin to whine and complain. Well, I wish I could see God move like He used to move. Well, I can testify to this myself. I've seen God move, and I've experienced God move in my life and in my ministry at points of times stronger than He is now. So that lets me know personally I can obtain some more here. It's time for me to move out of my complacency 
It's time for me to move out of my pattern. It's time for me to move out of my process. If you didn't know, this is one of the hardest things for men to do. Yeah, we're creatures of habits. But what God was showing Elijah, I'm providing you with this raven, this brook, but that doesn't mean I'm going to provide it that way now. A lot of times when God stops His provision in a certain way, we break, we crumble, we all. Hello. You've been there. Because it's requiring a change. Oh, a change, that means I've got to learn something new. Not anything new according to the Word of God but new according to what you're doing. Hallelujah. What I'm doing. Not anything new other than the Scripture. Amen. Oh, but me progressing farther in what God wants to do in my ministry. Hallelujah. I'm sorry, but I am not at maxed out in my ministry nowhere by means any yet soon. Hallelujah. There's lots of things God wants to do in my ministry. Most of the time He's waiting on me. Hallelujah. And He's waiting for me to meet some prerequisites of what He wants to do in my life. Hallelujah. Because it's going to involve me changing something about my ministry. Not for the digression. Not towards the world. Not towards compromise. Not a liberal mindedness. But getting a little heavenly minded more in my life. Hallelujah. Oh, and letting the Holy Ghost begin to have a little more full control of my mind, of my heart, of my soul, of my desires, of what God wants to do. Woo, prerequisites. Humility is always one of them. Amen. <laughs> You just mark it, brethren. Everything going good. Everything going great. Things are going wonderful. You get slack. You do. I do too. It's it's just humanity. When things are going easy, look, go study the children of Israel. They didn't have problems when they were at the Red Sea. Oh, God said, stand still. See the salvation of God, the power of God moving. They're walking across on dry land. It's when they were blessed. Is that not the warning He gave them? When you get in the land and you are blessed to the land, oh, be careful that you forget not God. Oh, don't forget God's the one that saved you. God's the one that filled you with the Holy Ghost. God's the one that called you into the ministry. Don't forget what you told God, why you couldn't preach. Woo! Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, everybody didn't tell God this, but most of us probably did. God, I can't preach in front of people. I can't talk in front of people. That was my excuse. God, I, I can't talk in front of people. I can't get up there in front of people and, and, and tell them about you. I, I can't do that. Well, I'm doing it right now. I did it for 45 minutes the first time I preached, Brother Clayton. Woo! But I couldn't do it. I told God I couldn't do it. For some strange reason, when I said yes to God, I did it. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, but be careful lest once you become a preacher, woo, you start counting yourself a preacher. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yeah, I mean, it could be anything, anywhere, anybody. 
It's a matter of keeping that humility of mind, that humility of heart. I'm saved by the blood. Hallelujah. Woo! The only way I'm living holy is because the Holy Ghost is having His way with me. Oh, the only way I'll ever be holy is if the Holy Ghost is leading my life. Hallelujah. I could never come up with enough rules and regulations nor a list long enough to match the holiness of God. Hallelujah. And so then I've got to walk in according to the light of God's Word that the Holy Ghost brings to me. And brothers and sisters, then I'll be holy before God. Hallelujah. If I stop short somewhere at a list or a rule or a regulation, you're unholy this morning. Because you're only holy when you're in absolute surrender to God. Woo! Hallelujah! This is this is just one prerequisite. Hallelujah! Oh, glory to God! He was ready to follow God. God was testing that. He dried up the brook. God said, "All right, I've prepared another way now. But you got to go down here where you don't want to go." Woo, brother! Hallelujah! You got to go down here where you don't want to go. And I provided a widow there. I commanded a widow there. Woo! I mean, that's quite a statement of God. Hallelujah. I commanded a widow there. That means God had her. Woo! Has he got you this morning? Hallelujah. He had her. Because she was going to do whatever God wanted done. It's evident. Go read the story. I'm not going to take the time this morning to tell the whole story. Go read the story. She just had a little bit left. And she was fixing to prepare it for her and her son. And they were going to die. That was her mind frame. She was going to die happy. Hallelujah. Because she was believing in God. Woo! Praise be to God. And here comes the man of God. Here's the test. Hey. You're in control of God. And you're following God with all your heart. Let me get over here behind this. There we go. You're going to take care of the man of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, you find it everywhere in the Bible. Those that were hungry for God, sold out to God, they always took care of the man of God. Hallelujah. And here comes the man of God. And he asks for something to drink. Doesn't he know there's been a famine in the land for three years? That preacher's crazy. He's so selfish. Woo. He told me take my liberty. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm telling this is how I preach my home, folks. You know, maybe that's why I just got a few. I don't know. Praise God. Hallelujah. Doesn't he know we've been in a famine? And here he comes to me asking me. No, I don't think she did that. I think she knew. She knew what she needed to do. She got him a drink of water. Then he asked for a cake. She wrestled with it just about like we all do. God's asking us to do something we know we need to do. But then there's always that measure of that evil twin that shows up. But then they went ahead. All right. Oh, and by the way, if you do do this, that oil will never run dry. Here's the other side of this man of God. Can you take care of your sheep like that? Mm -hmm. She was willing to do her part. Are you willing to do yours? Oh, God in heaven. I tell you, I've pastored for just a short period of time to compare to others, but I have pastored long enough to realize 
there's a work to be done by the man of God, and then there will be a work to be done by the sheep. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. And these are all prerequisites for the rain that we know we desperately need. We know that our churches need. Amen. Hallelujah. Faithfulness. Oh, faithfulness, man of God. Elijah was faithful. Hallelujah. He didn't give up on God. He kept believing God. He kept operating under the leading of God. The widow was faithful. We see here that God had vessels to work with. Hallelujah. He had a he had a, a church member, if you will, that would take care of the man of God. And the man of God was taking care of the church member. And then God was fixing to take the whole scenario and take care of Israel. Hallelujah. Woo, praise be to God. And it's all because of obedience. Hallelujah. See, we're back to that. But not getting caught up. I don't find anywhere in here where Elijah took any credit for what was going on here. He knew every bit of it was from God. He didn't understand it all sometimes. Hallelujah. He knew God's hand was in it. God was leading it. And he was faithful enough to God that he would follow. Follow God. we got to be careful. Ministers. Lest we become overconfident in our ministry. I, I don't I don't personally feel worthy to be up here. I really don't. Uh, there's greater preachers than me. I'm just a preacher wannabe, I guess. Amen. But I don't feel like that I really need to be up here. I feel like I need to be up there. Amen. Being preached. Minister too. But I was asked, I thank God for that. God began to burn this into my heart. I cannot become overconfident in my ministry. I cannot become overconfident in my relationship with God. My relationship with God must be a continual relationship of brokenness. Brokenness before God. That dependency on God. Hallelujah. Not on my ability. Once again, backtracking a little bit, we all gave that excuse, Lord, I can't preach in front of people. But then after God begins to use us and God begins to anoint us, hallelujah, and I shared it with Brother Joseph here this morning, he, he said, man, I, I, I'd be scared to death. I'm just, I'd be nervous. I said, well, he said, you know, I, I don't feel like I'm real nervous. I said, you know, I've been preaching pastor long enough. I, I don't feel nervous about it. I said, I didn't have a problem with nerves. I had a problem getting the message. Woo! You might think that's strange. Because if we're not careful as ministers, our mind can become very creative. I mean, we can build messages like you would not believe in our minds. Because we've done it so often. We've done it so often. Oh, that golden nugget. I saw some of you grabbing a pencil and writing down something. Oh, my, you know. Grab them nuggets. Grab, I mean, you, you you get nuggets out of every message in this camp. I mean, you'll have a message, brother. Oh, praise God. You can put it all together. But you better make sure the Holy Ghost tells you to preach it. Oh, hallelujah. 
I don't want to get overconfident in my relationship with God to the fact that I can move without Him. Hallelujah. Oh, that I'm spiritual enough that I can move without Him. I've got enough knowledge I can move without... I can't move without the Holy Ghost at all. I'm nothing without Christ. Hallelujah. Oh, this is the the prerequisites of the reign, the power of God uh, coming down on His church again. Hallelujah. It's not just for ministers either. Hallelujah. I tell you, church, hallelujah, God wants His believers, uh, His saints to be saints. Uh, He wants them to be on fire. He wants him to be full of the Holy Ghost and he wants him to preach while the preacher's preaching. Hallelujah. Woo, glory to God. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Oh, praise God. I mean, you should be able to preach with the preacher. Praise God. I mean, when he quotes a scripture, you ought to know that same scripture. Oh, praise be to God because you need to be studying to show yourself approved unto God and ready to be that witness, Brother Clyde. Hallelujah. Of reaching out to those lost souls. You must be able to lead them to Jesus right where you're at. Hallelujah. Oh, it's not any longer just bringing them to the church. Hey, it's going out to them, getting them saved. They'll come to the church. <laughs> Woo, they'll come to the church. we got to reach them. Hallelujah. Oh, we, we've got to realize that our relationship with God must be up to date. There must be a continual brokenness there. Weeping over souls, Brother Clyde. Tremendous this morning. Hallelujah. Oh, my, and especially us ministers then, we've got to realize, we've got to begin to position ourselves to be used God. I'm just talking about preaching. Preaching is the cream of the ministry. Preaching is, forgive me, but the simple part because of God's great anointing. Oh, hallelujah. I mean, preaching really doesn't involve me, Uh, it, it involves Him. Uh, praise God. I mean, I'm just becoming, trying to become a vessel uh, of what God's poured into me, and I'm trying to pour it out to you. That's the easy part of ministry. But I'm going to have to be in a position where if God wants to use the gift of the Holy Ghost, here am I. Use me. I read in my Bible where Paul said, covet earnestly the best gifts. How many of you prayed this morning to be used in the gift of the Holy Ghost? Come on. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's by these gifts He's going to edify His church. He's going to build His church. He's not going to build it on my charm. He's not going to build it on wittiness. He's not going to build it on just because you're nice to somebody. Because that won't go very far when you start preaching the Word, my friend. Hallelujah. I mean, just being good friends and being nice to them ain't going to go real far when you start preaching the Word. But when that power of the Holy Ghost begins to move and those gifts of the Holy Ghost begin to manifest, they're either going to tuck tail and run or they're going to melt before God and get right with God. Hallelujah. I've had them do both. I've had him do both. Hallelujah. Woo! God a pulling, God a dealing, God a working, and then God brings them right face to face with the power of the Holy Ghost. They're gone. They ain't ready for that. They don't want that. They don't think they need that. Woo! And they're gone. And then you got others that just come in. 
great before God. And God sees them. God fills them with the Holy Ghost. And they're telling, preach more. Preach more. Preach more. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I, I've got to position myself uh, to become that continually yielded vessel. Amen. To do that, I'm going to have to learn to go beyond usual. Now, just bear with me here just a little bit. We can come, we can have a camp meeting. We can have church services this morning. I mean, we can have singing and playing and preaching. But when it comes to the part to move, this is where we always seem to get stopped short. You can have some of the greatest preaching in the whole wide world, anointed by God. But if that hearer will not move, Holy Ghost to come and get it planted inside of them. Past the ear, past the mind, written on the heart. Woo! How much more me as a preacher every time I preach. Like I said most of the time, I'm not involved. It's the Spirit of God. But then that lets me know then my involvement is hearing what the Spirit is saying to the church. Amen. As the preacher. Hallelujah. Hearing what God's saying to the church. Oh, praise God. After all, you know, I am the leader. I am the pastor. I am the shepherd of my church. Hallelujah. And so every message God gives to me, He gives to me. Amen. Hallelujah. I, I know how it is. Pastors, you start getting a message and you can start thinking about people in your church. Oh, that'd be good for them. to be burning inside of me. It's got to be part of me. Hallelujah. I mean, this is the battle of the ministry, brothers and sisters. It's keeping that fire burning inside, not just in the high times, oh, but in the low times, in the times when the brook's drying up, in the time when everything's going wrong, in the time where everything doesn't look like it's ever going to see sunlight again. I've got to have that fire burning in my soul, burning in my heart of the Word of God, because it's going to produce a faith, hallelujah, that will move any mountain, conquer any, oh, any adversity that's coming against me. Hallelujah. Why? Oh, because it's birth of God. It's God by a spirit moving because I've broken myself before Him. You ever found yourself here again. Don't fall out with me now. We get so frustrated at the church. It's here again. The pastor, how many times have you been here again? How many times have you been here again? Oh, sometimes we get short patience with them on that side of the pew. short on the burden, a little short on the patience, a little short on the long suffering. Oh, it's under our skin when it's out there. It's under our 
it needs to get a hold of us. Amen. Woo! It's a prerequisite to the rain. I, I, I've, I've studied. I, I've read about Azusa Street. I've read about uh, uh, Brother Parham there in Topeka, Kansas. Uh, you know, and I, I find in all these stories, they've met the prerequisite for the genius. They've humbled themselves. They've broken themselves before God. And then they just begin to listen for what God wanted to do. And this is what brought that power. They did it. They did it. Woo! Praise be God. They did it. Because they had brought themselves to the place of humility, yieldingness to God, faithful unto God, broken before God. And then when God said, this is what I want done, they did it. They did it. Hallelujah. It wasn't according to the program of the Nazarene Church. It wasn't according to the program of the Methodist Church. There wasn't any Pentecostal churches yet, so it's saying, at that point in time. It wasn't the kosher thing of the denominational churches. All the Pentecostal churches, the majority of them were birthed out of denominational churches. And then they began to evangelize America and the world. Woo! Seems like we heard some about home missions this morning and the world missions this morning. Hallelujah. We want to really see it fly. Then let's meet the prerequisites of God. Hallelujah. And we'll see the rain start coming down. Torrential rain, if you will. Hallelujah. Woo, hallelujah. It will begin to bring life to everything. Hallelujah. I mean, you know, we talk about it all the time. There's dead church. There's dead church. There's dead church. Let's have a live church. Hallelujah. Oh, let's begin to press forward in our personal dedication consecration and surrender unto Almighty God. Oh, does God have to run it through your own way of thinking before He can get anything out of you? <laughs> Y'all get quiet on me. Hallelujah. Praise God. Sometimes we think too much. A lot of folks may disagree with me. I'm sorry. Sometimes we think too much instead of doing, hallelujah, what the Holy Ghost quickens to do. I read my Bible where Jesus said, I must go to Samaria. He didn't sit down and calculate how far it was, whether they had the finances to get there, and whether that would really glorify God or not. Why? Because he was walking with God. And he was God. Hallelujah. He was the anointed of God. And the reason he must go to Samaria because the Holy Ghost said you need to go there. Woo! I mean, he didn't act. Y'all think this is a good thing to do? You reckon we ought to go down there? He said, we're going to Samaria, guys. Follow me. Woo! Hallelujah. Man of the Spirit of God. Too many times we rob God because we start trying to process it with a natural mind. Hang on with me this morning. How many times have you said, I've said it too, man, that was a good meeting tonight, and I almost felt like running. Uh Uh-huh. Well, the key factor to why God didn't move like he wanted to is because you didn't. 
hey, we're asking God for a mighty work. Hey, what happened to Elijah? Range come. He outran horses. I don't think he sat there and said, God, you really think I can outrun a horse? Come on. This is the hindrance, in his pastor's opinion, is we think too much and we don't walk close enough to God. Because if we walk close to God, we know it's His voice and we move with it. Woo! Hallelujah to the Lamb. Oh, because that's what He's after. That's what He's going to need. If there's going to be a mighty rain coming, He's going to need somebody that's ready to Hallelujah. Ready to move with that Spirit of God. He's a gentleman. I've heard that preached. The Holy Ghost is a gentleman. He will come by and say, Nobody else will. I'm just using this in the simplicity of it. Because if he can't even get you to worship him, how's he going to use you out there to combat the wicked? Woo! Hallelujah. Oh, I'm using the simplicity of something that should just be automatic. Worship. Led by the Spirit of God. Whether it be dancing, whether it be running, hallelujah, whether it be standing and weeping, whether it be kneeling down under an altar of prayer, whether it be marching around the church, hallelujah, and praising Him and honoring Him, the Holy Ghost must have my worship. He must have my tongue. If he don't have my tongue, he don't have me. James said that's the most unruly member. And if you bridle it, you've done it all. Woo! You've done it all. Hallelujah. So if you have a problem with your tongue flapping in the wind all the time with a negative attitude, woo! He ain't got it. But you do. Woo! Praise be to God. He is wanting you and I to meet these prerequisites because He is wanting to shake this world with you, with me. Hallelujah. But if He can't control me, He can't shake the world. He can't win the loss. He can't do anything. There'd be no missions in Haiti. And Brother David and Sister Lisa said yes. There'd be no missions in Haiti. God hadn't moved. Sister Lisa's heart. <laughs> Ooh, hallelujah. Of where she came from and what she didn't think she could do. Oh, those church services. Around those altars of prayer. Ah, begin the middle of the Greek and humble. And God has done. Ooh. Prerequisites. He'll do it. He'll do it with anybody he calls. He ain't going to just do it with anybody. He'll do it with anybody he calls. Hallelujah. That means he'll do it with me. We will. You see, Elijah, if you will, and I'm going to close on this point. Try to. Amen. Nobody else from my church here except me and the wife and the daughter, so they know what that means. We're going to try to. Elijah was hiding in a cave. Because now he was scared because Jezebel had come on the scene. Did you notice he wasn't scared of Ahab? <laughs> Woo! 
Jezebel said, I'm going to kill you. And he knew she knew. And so he's hiding in a cave. And God comes on the scene. All of a sudden, The rocks are, I mean, just the greatest demonstration of nature's power probably that Elijah had ever seen. The Bible says God wasn't in it. That doesn't mean God didn't do it. God did it. And there was the earthquake. What I'm boiling down to is all this demonstration of the might, the strength, and the power of God did nothing until that still small voice came. Oh, I just stepped out. It's not the ring. It's not the upsetting. It's with me and you. Start listening. And that still small voice. That gentleman's option. Almost. See, if you've never danced in the Spirit, the only way you will is when that still small voice comes and speaks to your mind. Yes. Here's your chance. I don't know how. I don't know what to do. There's your chance. Understand this preaching. If we're checked by something, we are to search the scriptures. Brother and sister, sometimes prayer is an excuse. When we know what we should do, we don't need to pray. We need to do it. Praise God. I can tell you, I've had all the prerequisites. And now all I'm seeing is showers. Showers. God's with us. God's helping us. God's leading us. But He's trying to get a church ready. And when she gets ready, see, I believe we can speed up the process. I really do. 
is it will speed up the process in our own personal walk with God. It will speed up the process. I don't know why it didn't rain for three years. Maybe I didn't catch it in there. I just find that after three years, God said, we'll talk to him now. That tells me it took three years to get the heart of the people where God can help us. How long has it been since God talked to you? Had you called closer to in an area you never even thought of. I wasn't raised in a Pentecostal church. I got saved in a Pentecostal church. I knew the Holy Ghost in a Pentecostal church. All the preach in a Pentecostal church. But Brother Gans, my memory serves me correct. Every move I ever made Getting closer to God. Are you ready for the rain? Are you ready to say yes to what God wants you to do? Because that's what it took for Elijah to pray that prayer. He knew God was going to move. didn't have any doubts or any reservations. He just prayed and God James tells us that Elijah was a man of like passions as you It means he's no different than you and me. That means you and me can be used he was. I read in my Bible where all the gifts are given as the Spirit can he use you this morning? See, Paul had a, I'm trying to close, Paul had a problem in the Corinthian church. Everybody was wanting to exercise against the Holy Ghost. Don't you wish you had that problem? But what problem do we have now, Brother Gads, in the church? Nobody's used in the gifts of the Holy Ghost. Nobody will yield to the gift of the Holy Ghost. Nobody even thinks about being used in the gifts of the Holy Ghost. Everybody's scared to death. I mean, you know as well as I do. Lay hands on the sick. He shall recover. I've not seen it happen a lot in the ministry. She wasn't saved. I have a harder time getting saved people healed than I do sinners. And I'm on a different message now. Why? Because it takes faith for the saint of God to be healed. It takes the work of the Holy Ghost to heal sinners. Woo! Hallelujah! Those gifts of the Holy Ghost, those powers, 
church. Hallelujah. Touching that lame man there by, by, by the road, by the pool. Uh, uh, touching that blind man. Those people weren't saved until they came to Jesus. Hallelujah. And what clinched their faith? The power of God. Hallelujah. Oh, praise be to God. Uh, I mean, what was it when Peter walked by that lame man at the gate beautiful? Uh, I mean, why do you think he looked down on that man? Why do you think he even messed with that man? That man been sitting there uh, for a long time. Jesus had passed that way many times. Uh, and here all of a sudden one day Peter and John's walking by and all of a sudden they stop. You think there was lightning that flashed, thunder that rolled? Was Jerusalem shook by an earthquake? There was a still small voice that Peter was so used to. He stopped. He said, today's your day. Woo, hallelujah to the Lamb. I've been there, Brother Gaines. I've experienced that. Hallelujah. But like I said, most of the time, that's with sinners. I mean, when that saint comes up there for that prayer, they're going to have to believe God. They're going to have to make sure they're right with God. They're going to have to get rid of their sin. They're going to have to get, get to where they can... Help me, Jesus. Have you ever noticed how most people don't come for prayer anymore? We always like to attribute it to the fact that they never see anything happen. I don't think that's the reason. I think the reason they don't come to prayer anymore is because they know they ain't back with God. They know they ain't going to get anything from God because they ain't living right for God. Woo! Yeah. I see that firsthand. Oh yeah. They don't come down for prayer anymore because they know they ain't living right. They know they ain't doing what that preacher's been preaching to them. They know they're mad at the preacher. Get in the picture here. They're nowhere near hearing a still small voice of God. They'd have a hard time hearing a good slap of God. Woo! Why? Because they're so wrapped up in their self. And they're not really wanting rain. If you want rain, brothers and sisters, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Hallelujah. The only thing I find with that is the prerequisite to getting humble before God. That's where he got that early church, that 120 in that upper room. They were in one mind, one accord. I heard a preacher say something about that already this morning. One mind, one accord. I know some gangs will sing a song about that. We could all just get in one mind, one accord. We'd see that place shaking and it's 100% true. What mind are we going to get? The mind of Christ. What accord are we going to get? Listen. And obey the Holy Ghost. When He speaks, that stills my voice. Hardest thing. That's why we're not getting a lot of folks filled with the Holy Ghost in this hour. Because they're thinking about it. Instead of doing it. That was my struggle. I, I, I thought I would have to know what to say. I'd have to know how to say it. I, you know, I, you'd have to process through my mind. No, God just wants to use my mind. Amen. He's the one that's going to give it. I'm the one that's going to speak it. But He's the one that's in charge of it. That's a hard place for man to get. That's why we don't see so many filled with the Holy Ghost. And you, you mark this pastor's word. Most folks that get the baptism in the Holy Ghost are natural, humble, you take hard heads like me. Woo! God's got to humble us. And He's got a lovely way of doing it. Amen. I don't have a clue what time it is. The sister Lindsay, would you come to the piano this morning? Amen.
And I am hungry. I'll tell you that right up front. Praise God. But I'm more hungry to meet the prerequisites that I can have some of the rain. Amen. There's times, Pastor, when it's going to be dry in your life. You won't tell anybody it's dry. Most folks won't know you're dry. Because you will press yourself on. But there's dry times in our lives because God is wanting to change in us. One of the greatest things I've noticed as a young I guess he can't call himself a young man anymore. Is it's when pastors get older they lose the fire. I'm just bumming 50. And I have come to crossroads in my life multitudes of times. But it ain't the church people. It ain't the wife. It ain't the kids. It's me. And I've got to rise to this change in my life. Because I don't want to become a castaway. Because God will only anoint that minister as long as he's in surrender. He will allow time of growth, time of healing, but sooner or later there must be surrender into whatever God is dealing with the heart of us. Do we not preach that, brothers? We expect it in our church people. We work with them. We help them. We encourage them. But a lot of times in the midst of all that, Your ministry will only flourish as you open, humble, and positioning yourself to be just a yielded vessel for God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Makes no difference whether it's foreign fields or home fields. Christ is the example. Hallelujah. That's why he saw such results. Because he met all the prerequisites. Hallelujah. And my ministry as it grows, you will see that as prerequisites are met, the increase of what God's going to do grows bigger. What's happening? I'm decreasing. And he might increase. I'm dying out daily. Christ my rule and reign every day of my life. I'm not just caught up in my work, but I'm trying to remain caught up in Him. Caught up in Him. And when I can stay caught up in Him, I'll get my work done and there'll be no end to what can be done if I'm caught up in Him. Who's standing? Prerequisite to the reign. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I really feel the Lord has dealt in my heart personally about this. Hallelujah. And He dealt in my heart to share it with us. Amen. Because I really believe God's wanting to move. He's wanting to move. Oh, so if He's going to move, then I've got to move. I've got to move with Him 
Every step must be ordered of the Lord. 